Hello, friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Pilot Podcast. I'm Jeff Cornut, joined uh, with the almost bald but bearded Matt Hensley and the almost fully gray but bearded Alan Murray. I am bearded and have medium hair that is brown. Guys, how are y'all doing today? Marvelous. Simply marvelous. Okay. So, here in Dallas, we went 60 days without rain. And uh, we got 60 inches. We have received 9.19 inches in the last 24 hours of rain, uh, which is the second wettest 24 hour span in Dallas history. And we got the equivalent of three months of rain in one day. So, we've needed it. Man, is your yard dead or do you water it pretty well? Uh, no, because I don't like to mow it, so I like for it to die. And I keep praying that it would die. But no, now it is lush and green, like almost overnight. Because it's like I, resurrected, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed by it, you know? It's like the church revitalization of Matt Hensley's yard. I don't know. We're not, you know, we're not here to talk about grass. But that might be a great future Southern culture topic because there's so many different types of grasses that thrive. And, you know, Bermuda, St. Augustine. AstroTurf. <laughs> You just like it because it has Astro in it. Um, but all, all the different kinds of grass we can talk about. But no, we're, we're not here to talk about those things. We're here to talk about uh, Southern Baptist life and things that are happening in the world today. And one of those things is the Southwestern Seminary just made an announcement. Actually, Southeastern, Southeastern, my beloved alma mater, made an announcement a few weeks ago that they were going to give all IMB missionaries 75% off their tuition to oh, be a student at Southeastern. That's wonderful. And, and uh, it... it as uh, almost price is right esque, Southwestern comes out and says, "That's great. We're going to get a hundred percent off uh, tuition." Matt, tell us about this new initiative that Southwestern is having for IMB missionaries. Man, Southeastern. I think I also saw New Orleans, uh, if I remember correctly, is is somewhere in that same ballpark, seventy five or so. Uh, but yes, yeah, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary announced recently that they are offering one. 100% tuition scholarships to International Mission Board missionaries. Uh, and so that's beginning really right now. And uh, so fall 2022, Swibitz is providing 100% tuition scholarships to all IMB missionaries enrolled in degree, degree programs at the master's and doctoral level. And additionally, those who have submitted an application for IMB service but have yet to receive an appointment will provide and also receive that 100% scholarship that covers a 36-degree uh, or 36-hour Master of Theological Studies degree, uh, which is the level of theological education required for appointment to the IMB. So those that are going to be IMB, those that are in the process of, in the pipeline for, but needing that degree, they also will have a 100% free ride to the Dome. I think it's a... Hey, I think this is awesome, and, yeah. and it's kind of fresh for me because I just had lunch with some IMB missionaries, and uh, they they had recently heard about this, and and they already know the, some some missionaries that are in that pipeline that are going to take them up on this offer, and it's just a really wonderful thing. So I think it's, it's great. Almost like the SBC GI Bill. Mm-hmm. If you'll uh, volunteer and go serve overseas, well, you can go to school for free when you get back or while you're there. Uh, which I, I think the GI Bill is great that we ought to do that for our military. And I think it's more than appropriate that our missionaries who are sacrificing, they, they can stay in the States and maybe pastor the church to make more money or and be much more comfortable or work in the secular world to make more money. But they've devoted their lives to go overseas and the study. I think that's an incredible thing. Alan, when you hear about this, what are your thoughts? Is this something that, you know, hey, if you know somebody who is uh, 
going going overseas, you're like, hey, I think this school's great, but you might want to look at Southwestern because debt free is a lot better than anything else. Yeah, debt free is definitely better than uh, having debt. Uh, when I when I saw Southeastern doing it first, uh, I, I was not surprised at all. If you know anything about Southeastern Seminary, uh, you know that it it beats its heartbeat is mission. Um, Dr. Aiken, it's all about missions. They have a tremendous missions um, program there. Uh, I know when I was up at Southeastern, I had a lot of folks that were in the two plus two or two plus three program, uh, where they were spending a couple years on campus and then going to finish their degree overseas. And so uh, I think you know it's not free. Uh, but 75% off at Southeastern is tremendous. And also at Southwestern, both of those schools, really all of those seminaries. But when you think about missions uh, and international missions, the two seminaries that I think historically have had the strongest uh, draw and the strongest push towards international missions are Southwestern and Southeastern seminaries. And so uh, I am not surprised by either of these things. Um, I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, uh, but uh, I would probably expect to see this maybe in some of the other seminaries, maybe even see that 75% mark uh, bump up a little bit at Southeastern, uh, lest they be shown up by the Republic of Texas. Well, I just, hey, like Jared touched on, the fact that these guys, they're, they're not signing up for the life of luxury. Uh, they're going, and some of them perhaps even giving their lives for this cause uh, to be able to have that theological education. It only benefits uh, the IMB, of course, and benefits those that they are serving. And maybe even in some of these areas where with the master's degree and, and with maybe even a doctorate and so forth, uh, and as well, they may be able to teach theologically over there, yeah. too, in different schools. So it is such a wonderful opportunity, whether 75 percent, 50 percent, 100 percent, any, you know, we all know, you know, whatever scholarship we were getting, we were grateful, whether that was 100 bucks or yeah. whatever for, for every hour we were spending. And so we're grateful for that. And so the fact that you can get 75 to 100% is a win all the way around. And I just think it's great. And, and like Jay Allen said, we'd love to see this across the board with all of our seminaries. I, I fully anticipate Southeastern to come out and say, we're going to give 125%. We're going to give you money to be a student at Southeastern. 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, hey, I, guys, I was rummaging through our church today. In fact, uh, we had a, a friend from a fellow church, Shallow Terrace here in Dallas, came out wanted to tour the church. And I, I ended up in a room that I didn't know that we had, that didn't know it existed. And I found a plaque from our church, uh, from the International Mission Board, where Plymouth Park was a top 100 giving church in the SBC to the IMB Lottie Moon Christmas Offering in 2000 and 2001. I thought that was so cool. And so, hey, support our missionaries, uh, support them financially by giving the Lottie Moon and giving to the CP. And when you give to the CP, you're not only supporting our missionaries, but our seminaries who are making tuition free for our missionaries are, are severely discounted. I think that is absolutely awesome. Well, some news that kind of hits close here to us in Texas, in Keller. Keller is a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth, and um, in their ISD, they've had a big conundrum on books that are appropriate or inappropriate. In fact, they've had some books removed that I think as Christians, we would say they're inappropriate for a child to be reading pornographic in nature, things of that. Uh, that. Uh, but the Bible was recently removed from the shelves of the Keller ISD. Uh, now, when you read the article on Baptist Press, the, the Bible was reviewed by you know, their team that does that, the Bible was deemed as appropriate. But anytime a parent complains about a book, it is removed from the shelf and they have to review it. And I think this is just kind of a showing us what's going to happen going forward in the world that when 
parents pushing books that are pornographic in nature. Uh, the world, I think the world's going to try to take shots at us and what we believe and our word. Alan, you have worked like 14 different libraries in your 95 years on this earth. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Keller ISD by removing the Bible from the shelf because one parent says it's inappropriate? And I guess if you can remove one book, I guess every book is fair game, right? Yeah, well, my immediate thoughts are it sounds like an episode of Parks and Rec. Um, but, uh, secondly, you know, there's clearly some boundaries of some things that are appropriate and inappropriate for children, uh, especially when it comes to issues that are pornographic. Um, you know, the Bible is a banned book, uh, in a lot of places around the world still. Uh, and so for us to hear, you know, the Bible being banned, that, that just sounds crazy to us, but there's a lot of places where the Bible is uh, a banned book or where it's edited, um, like in communist China, uh, where they've, they've made some major changes to copies of the Bible that are freely available from uh, government approval. And so I, I think it's a, a, a dangerous road uh, sometimes when, when we get into this, especially saying, you know, all it takes is one person to complain uh, to ban a book, I, I, especially when it comes to the Bible. And, and at the same time, I get it. I believe that the Bible is the word of God. Uh, I believe that it is the inerrant, infallible, uh, all-sufficient word of God. Uh, but there's some stuff in the Bible that I'm not going to read in family worship with my kids. Um, and so, uh, and I know I just got big eyes from Matt, but there's, hey, Mark. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you want to read uh, Ezekiel 23 and you want to read Song of Solomon for your family worship time, uh, you're going to have some interesting conversations. Uh, there. You know, if I was preaching through those books, I'd get to them, and this kind of thing, I'd give some warning to our parents ahead of time. No, uh, but I think it's a just roll right through it. You'll see what happens. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll be uh, sending you my resume, man. I might have to move <laughs> to Texas, uh, get get fired for for preaching a Martin. Come join us. Um, yeah, I I I think you you've got to have some some uh, discernment on the kind of books that you have in libraries for children. Um, most definitely. But as far as the slippery slope, one complaint, pull it off the shelf. I think that's a dangerous road to go down. Um, and I think the Bible should be in schools, uh, especially when it comes to ministries like the Gideons. They're getting the Bible in schools. Yes. And the Bible can be in schools through different ministries like the Good News Club and First Priority and things like that. Matt, Keller ISD, you're over in, I'm in the HEB ISD. And ISD, for those of you outside of Texas, is a independent school district. That's what they call in Texas because they have to be different than everybody else in the country and how they label their school systems. Uh, I live in the HEB, Hearst, Eulis Bedford. You live in Farmersville ISD. Um, is this kind of surprising? You, you know some of the churches over there in Keller. Is this pretty, like, is this a good representation kind of their community out there? Uh, or, or what do you think? No. Uh, and, and I think we live in a day, of course, where fringe, uh, you know, conversations and on either side. Uh, get kind of that equal play. And uh, and so, yeah, you know, in this case, we saw how quickly this was determined to be appropriate, the Bible being appropriate and and so forth. And so, yeah, you know, in, in some sense, I think the policy is is probably helpful because sometimes you just don't know what is on the shelves. And, uh, and sometimes our girls come home with a book and I'm like, wow, wow, you know, that kind of deal. Uh, but it also gives us a chance, you know, we're involved. Uh, in what they're reading and learning and all of that kind of stuff. And so we're able to have those conversations and sometimes difficult conversations or things that they're reading that are necessary. Like this even touched on the diary of Anne Frank and so forth. And uh, and so that's something that our girls read and, and we talked through the things that they were seeing. And so that's part of being a parent. Uh, but yeah, I think you touched on something is 
we're we're approaching that if not already in that day where the one view that's not really tolerated is going to be the christian worldview and uh and i think we're if not approaching that we're in that season now and this is an indication of that even here in texas where we would probably think is kind of the belt buckle of the bible belt and uh and so so i think that's that is a concern but uh we continue to be faithful and and know that even if we are reviled and hated and everything else that the gospel still moves forth Yes, it does. And so I think this we can expect this in the days to come. I think we can expect this in the years to come. And uh, stand firm, believe what is true, catechize your children, teach them what God says, and let the chips fall where they may fall. And we'll see what happens. Well, guys, we are moving towards, I mean, Friday night is Christmas Eve. Really, next Friday night is Christmas Eve for me, but this Friday night, is the day before week zero, which is the dumbest concept ever, but week zero of college football. Next Saturday, I'm going to be watching – this coming Saturday, I'm going to be watching Vanderbilt play Hawaii in a 9,500-seat football stadium. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, and then the next week, I'm going to watch Alabama play football, and all will be right with the world. My whole Saturday, wall-to-wall coverage, 8 a.m. till 11 p.m., college football all day for me. And then Sundays I will fall asleep on the couch watching the NFL after church uh, as well. I want to hear it. Who do you guys think? I mean, so when you talk about Southern culture, football is it, baby. Um, so uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl in the NFL? That's the NFL map. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? And who's going to win the national championship in college football? Houston Astros. And – the team that just lost two or three to the Braves, by the way, which means you have to buy me lunch. Yeah, where, where are we, we going? going? Texas Roadhouse. Oh, let's go. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. You just I'm tell in. me when. Okay. Uh, today. Uh, so I'm going to say um, Alabama, did they win last year? Alabama lost to Georgia in the national championship last year. Georgia good this year? Uh, they, they should be good. Yeah. Georgia should be good. Okay. Who. Give, give me like four to choose from that would all have, let's say, an equal shot. Uh, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Ohio State. Uh, mascots? Uh, Ohio State's mascot is a nut. It is a bug guy. Uh, Clemson is the Tigers. Alabama's is uh, an elephant. And uh, Georgia's is a bulldog. Big fan of elephants in yeah. general. Um, I also like dogs. I'm a big dog guy. <laughs> But since they won last year, I'm saying lightning's not going to strike. It's hard to repeat twice. Yeah, they, that's not happening. Ohio State, I'm going to just assume is overrated. <laughs> and uh, since it's going to mess with you, I'm going to say Clemson. Wow, big pick. We'll see if their quarterback uh, can turn around this year. And, and NFL, who's going to win the NFL? It's not going to be the Cowboys. NFL will not be the Cowboys. Um, not going to be the Browns. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, definitely not the Houston Texans. Um, let's not even touch that. Let's not touch that at all. Uh, Tom Brady, is he going to come back and is he actually going to play? Um, but he's done got like half his team. Uh, let's see. Who yeah, else is playing on, for the Bucks? Who's on the rise? Who's on the rise with the NFL? Uh, I mean, the Bills are good. The Chiefs are good. The Packers are good. The, the Raiders are going to be good this year. Arizona should be good this year. Packers. I'm going to say the Packers. I'm a Packers fan, so I'll take it. Green Bay, let's go. Packers then. I was so whatever my vote was going to be was not Alabama. I knew that much. I didn't know you were a Packers guy, but I can't go with that. 
Uh, I'm going to say the Bills then. Okay. Alan, who, who do you got? Your Florida State Seminoles are not going to win it all. I hate to break, break it to you. Oh, oh, I know they're not. They're not even that AP top 25 hole. Um, so I, I don't think Georgia can do it back-to-back because they have to have like 60 years in between championships. Um, and I, I, I'm probably wrong about this, but uh, as, a, as a fan of the ACC, I, I think Clemson is going to have a good, strong year uh, coming back. I know last year was kind of rough. Um, they, they are on the top four AP before the season starts, which doesn't always mean a whole lot. Uh, if it's not Clemson, it's probably going to be Alabama, but my pick is going to be Clemson. Um, and then when it comes to the NFL, I'm not going to pick. Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to use reasons so much as is what I would love to see happen based on the end of uh, the, the postseason last year. Um, I would love to see the Bengals win it wow. all. Um, and I, I, I think if they do what they did at – Last year, I think it might even be a possibility. Um, my, my Panthers, um, I, I definitely don't see them going to the Super Bowl, but I think we're going to have a much better year this year uh, with Mayfield than we have had the last three seasons. Wow. There you go. Well, I think that uh, I got to, you know, Georgia won it last year. Uh, Kevin Daniel, Matthew Daniel, who listens to the podcast every week. Packers, just save, save your breath. They, uh, they listen every week. They celebrated Georgia's first national championship in 41 years. Um, so good for them. I, I think Alabama's going to beat Ohio State in the national title. That's what I think will win. Alabama's going to be really good. Ohio State's going to be really good. I don't think Clemson's got quarterback figured out. Georgia, they lost a lot. So I'm going to say Bama beats Ohio State. I don't think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. I wish they would. I don't think they would. I don't even think they'll make it. Uh, they lost lost really great talent. I think the Bills will win the Super Bowl. I think with Josh Allen, they got a great team. Uh, maybe they beat the Rams. Maybe they beat the Bucks. I don't, I don't know who they're going to beat in the Super Bowl. Cowboys at all? Do you think they make it? No, past they, no they, they should make the playoffs. They should win their division. Their division is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but Mike McCarthy is their head coach, and Jerry Jones is their owner. So uh, I take much joy in watching them lose. Yep. Uh, the good news is, is that the Cowboys are always a national uh, game, so uh, they rarely ever play. I think they play like two 12 o'clock games a year. So my congregation is never like, we got to get out of here and go watch the Cowboys because they all love the Cowboys. But I'm going to take Bills and Bama to win it all. College football's back. NFL's back a little bit later after Labor Day for that. Can't wait for that. Well, guys, anything else before uh, we end this thing and figure out when Matt's going to take me and Tyler to Texas Roadhouse? Fort Worth ribeye. Here I come. Thanks for joining us here on the potluck. We hope you had your fill and your full. Support the IMB. Read your Bibles and enjoy football this season. Join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.